you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, and welcome to this next episode of the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sophie Kovenberg. And I hope I didn't slaughter your name, Sophie. Sounded really good. Thanks, Matt. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Sophie, a few individuals around the world still don't know who you are. Would you mind doing a quick intro about who you are and what makes you awesome? Sure, I'll do my best. Um, So I currently run a content and copywriting service called Let Me Write It Down For You. And I've been in the content and copywriting space for about eight years. I also run my own content um, authority blog called wonderfulwanderings.com. And before I started my own businesses, I worked as an in-house copywriter for an international publishing company. And I've also worked in journalism for a while. What makes me awesome, I would say, is that I'm very much intrigued and and motivated to help people get their message out. So I always tend to dig very deep and make sure that I have all the information that I need um, to create a kind of content or copy that they're looking for. Excellent. That sounds fantastic. I do my best. Today, I really want to talk a, a bit about sort of content in general because a lot of the audience that I work with spend a lot of time working with content and wondering about content and either hiring agencies or individual content producers or the likes. So I think they'll be super valuable for, for the audience to talk a little bit more about how to approach that from a management standpoint. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So um, I, I guess let's jump into it. And if we start out by looking at Generally, if you're a small business owner, for example, or a mid-sized business owner, and you don't have a content provider in-house, mm-hmm. and you're looking to find either an individual or a, an agency that likes to, to do content, how do you go about it? And, and I, I, th- I guess the first question we really should ask is, how do you figure out if you want to hire someone in-house, or how do you figure out if you want a, an external person to actually deliver your content? Yeah, good question. Um, So I think the very first thing to look at is how much knowledge you already have yourself um, as a person who will be doing the hiring or say the task assigning um, to the content writer. Because um, for example, some of my clients have never had their own blog, still have the same copy on their website that they had when they launched the site. Um, and they've never really done anything about it. They've never learned about content marketing, for example. Um, so they don't only need someone who write to write content for them, but also someone who can guide them through that entire process of setting up a content strategy and then executing it. Whereas you may have someone who initially did all the content marketing for their own business, but they've grown and now they're looking to outsource it. So that person probably already has the knowledge and the expertise um, to train someone themselves. So then you can start looking um, maybe more for a person who is more focused on execution rather than the strategy. Now, whether you do it in-house or whether you outsource to a freelancer or to an agency, 
kind of depends for starters on how much content you need and whether you need that content consistently. Um, yeah. yeah, so you might have, I don't know, a very big new pro content project and you know that you'll be needing lots of content in three months time, but maybe not so much anymore after, then it really doesn't make sense to hire someone in-house unless you already know how you will be able to use them afterwards. Then yep. it might make more sense to work with a freelancer. But if you have a massive company and you want to start doing, you know, blog articles and then you want to convert those articles maybe into YouTube videos as well. And you want one person who can take care of all the content marketing. So also creating lead magnets, doing social media marketing and create the content for that. Um, then it might make more sense to hire someone in-house. Um, I would say in most of the cases, you'd be fine outsourcing to a freelancer or an agency. And only in some of the cases, it will make sense to hire somebody in-house. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So you mentioned something in the beginning about people who haven't updated their content on the website. Mm -hmm. Are you saying that's a good idea to do? Yeah. So then we're talking specifically about blog content, for example. It's definitely a good idea to do um, because... You know, Google is releasing updates the entire time. Fluctuations in rankings are happening the entire time. Your competitors are putting out new content the entire time. So I would say the more competitive the industry you're in and the more common content marketing is in your industry, the quicker you're going to have to look back to the old content that you've produced and see if there are ways in which you can improve it um, to make sure you stay on top of the rankings. And not just that, but you might have put out content in the past that's not relevant or not up to date anymore in terms of the information that it contains. So you'll want to go back and update that as well. Right. So I have some work to do. <laughs> you might have some time. work to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an ongoing yeah. process. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. I, I think... Uh, like obviously some of the people I work with, they, they professionally build a ton of websites and they mm -hmm. consistently need a ton of call, uh, content. So it, it totally makes sense to, for them to hire in house, but I can, I can very much see for, for many businesses why it makes sense to hire an individual who are really good at what they do when needed, because they end up not sitting with a, a full-time salary around and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, yeah. Uh, and it, it also depends a bit on how specialized you want to go, right? If you have yeah. a business in, a, say, a highly technical, very specific industry, um, then it doesn't really make much sense to go in search of a freelancer each time because, first of all, there might not be a lot of people specialized in what you do. You will yeah. put a lot of effort into training. So then it makes more sense to when you find the right person to actually hire them and train them and make them part of your brand and your company. That makes sense. That makes sense as well. Okay. So uh, let's, let's, let's go down the agency route. So let's say you've decided to either work with an agency or at least an external consultant, if you will. Yeah. So you're, you're not planning to hire someone in-house full-time. How do you go about picking the right agency or the right service provider uh, in this area? Yeah, so then you will um, have a look at like the most general platforms. I would say to so find someone would be places like Upwork where you can find all kinds of um, price ranges. The problem with a 
marketplace or marketplace like Upwork is that you will be ha have to be very proactive. If you put up a job opening there for a writer, you're going to get tons and tons of applications out of which only maybe 10% might be relevant or maybe high quality. So if you use a marketplace like that, what I would recommend is that you create a very specific job offer, you put it private and you only invite people that really fit the profile of what you're looking for. Um, but that also means that you have to actively go look for them on the platform, which is quite time consuming. Another way which I found um, very good for finding freelance writers is going to specific Facebook groups. So whether that be Facebook groups for freelance writers or industry specific Facebook groups, um, because then you can really, you know, those are people that are doing it professionally. And you know, in, in the case of the industry specific Facebook groups that they already have a knowledge of your industry. And then um, platform that I've been really happy with lately um, to, re to find people for my own website has been Dynamite Jobs. Um, because of the lot of like the readers, the writers that I need, um, need to be fluent English speaking. Um, and I'm, I'm also looking for people who are very quick learners. And I found that in general, the quality of the people who apply through dynamite jobs is just a bit higher than what I get on other platforms. Yep. I, I've had similar experience, so I will totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And then I also have to say, and this isn't very useful if you're starting from scratch, but actually the best writers I've found so far, I found through word of mouth. So just through my own network, you know, asking people if they have someone they've been happy with who's looking for more work, for example. Um, and I have to say, I get my own clients through referrals as well. Up until now, I'd say even 80% of the time, maybe more. Um, so definitely ask around if you know people who are working in the same industry or if you know people who have outsourced content writing um, recently, ask them how it's been, ask them if they can maybe um, send someone your way. Yeah, yeah and, and I would say, so one, one way that I've been fairly successful so far, uh, and I would, I would even say more so in, here in the corona times, is actually when, when, if you have a brand uh, or if you're writing about a topic that's more, that's called hobby based or something, you know, something people do for enjoyment. Uh -huh. So if you're, let's say fishing or hunting or sewing or something like that. Um, I've, I've also had a lot of success for actually going to Facebook groups uh, around yeah. the topic. So not necessarily looking for professional writers per se, but, but looking for people who are super passionate and then, you know, find someone who's super passionate about the topic. Now mm -hmm. that they, they're not always the best content writers, but because they really know their stuff, uh, the quality of the content that comes out tend to be really high, right? Mm. And when it's, uh, when it's something that people really care about, they're often also do it, willing to do it and, and wanting to do it. At a, at a relatively affordable rate, right? So we, we've had some really, really affordable writers come in that way that, you know, have, yeah, I mean, they, they just enjoyed writing so much about a topic they really love yeah. that, you know, we've been able to pay them significantly less and basically pay a, a native speaker similar amounts that we would normally pay if we outsource. 
and yeah. have a non-native speaker. And we, we've found that really well. But again, if you have a company about air conditions, you're probably <laughs> not going to find anyone who's extremely passionate about that. So it, it depends a lot on the type of business you have, uh, whether that fits or not, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, I know there's a lot of people in affiliate marketing, for example, as well, who just want, let's say, let's call it decent content. Um, they don't want it to be the best content out there. So for them, that might be a solution as well. Um, yeah. I'd love to ask you though, because you say like, oh, they might not be the best content writers, but what they deliver is, is very good in terms of what's in there because they know so much of the subject. But then don't you feel like you might spend more time editing or getting the article published ready? Um, the, the way we have done it and, and the way most of the people I know we work with do it is it's not so much the editing but it's more that they take longer to deliver mm -hmm. like if you have someone who's consistently a, a writer yeah. like they will write you a lot of words every day consistently mm -hmm. because they're used to doing it and you know they know how to do it and so on whereas sometimes when you're when you're hiring someone that, that maybe haven't had a lot of experience writing content mm -hmm. you know they, they might write less um because they're just, I mean, they either don't have the inspiration or they don't enjoy like writing just nonstop all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but again, if you if you have an agreement of, you know, payment for the words or payment per article or something, yeah. then, you know, that still works. So, yeah. And again, it comes down to knowing how much content you need and when, right? If you are pretty yeah. flexible in what you publish and when, then you can definitely work with those people. Whereas if you've determined for yourself, okay, I want to put out a new article every week, then you do need someone who will be able to deliver that and deliver that consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that, that what, what we've seen a lot is uh, people working with multiple providers, right? Because yeah. particularly if you work with people who are doing it hobby based, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's definitely some challenges with consistency um, yeah. and, Therefore, if you if you do find something good, I mean, you could have two or three people that also give you some consistency uh, or contingency, sorry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they don't necessarily need to provide so often. But, uh, yeah, totally about, I mean, as you said, it's about knowing what you need, how often you need it, and so on. Yeah, and I think there's always a trade-off, right? Like, the, the, the easier your workflow becomes in terms of finding someone who specialized, who is very consistent, who delivers um, publish ready articles, the more expensive they'll likely be. Whereas yeah. you might find someone who's a lot cheaper, but then you will probably have to be more patient with them or put more time into their training, or as you say, work with multiple people to get the amount of content that you're looking for. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, so for every business, I think it comes down to deciding like, okay, how much money can we invest in this? How much time can we invest in this? And how much do we already know about the content marketing process? Is it enough to steer it ourselves? Or do we really need someone to help us with the strategy, etc. as well? Yep. Okay, so from... Uh, from a, a service perspective, like, uh, do you want to talk me through? I mean, you 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 do some of this content writing yourself, right? Yes. How how do you typically work with a client, and what's sort of the the typical client experience? So it again, it kind of depends on how experienced they are. 
So I have clients who come to me who already have their whole content calendar made. They've done their keyword research. They've created outlines for a few first articles and they will just tell me like, okay, these are the outlines that I have. I need this many words. Can you provide these articles in an optimized way? And then all I do is do the, write the articles. Um, whereas I also have clients who come to me and say like, look, we know content marketing is important. We have no how to, to, how to get started, please help. And then I really go through everything with them. So we do a whole brand analysis. We look at what their competitors are posting. We do very thorough keyword research. I mean, I do this for them. Um, I create their content calendar. We kind of go through which topics are most important for them to get known for and to publish first. And then I, I really do everything from scratch, from creating the, the strategy to then also executing the strategy and writing the articles, as well as keeping track of their rankings um, and their keywords afterwards to make sure we stay on track and that we're actually making progress and getting them um, more traffic and thus also more leads. Now, sometimes it happens that I work with a, a company that um, requires very specialized content. And in that case, I will do the strategy part for them, but I will help them then find a writer who already has experience in their industry because it just makes more sense to work with a specialized person in that case than for me to spend hours and hours learning about their industry. Um, yep. For some industries that works, for other industries, that's a bit harder and it's just not time efficient than if I would do it myself. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. What, what typically, I mean, do you normally work on monthly engagements or how, how do you normally operate with a client? So it depends. The content strategy is um, project-based. So that's one thing I do. I prepare for half a year or for a year and that's an like say a one-time, one-project fee. Um, the content creation, it's either, sometimes I have people come to me and they have like a batch of articles that they need written. Um, sometimes it's also on a monthly retainer where it's ongoing, so then I charge monthly. Um, if it's more article-based or say a batch of articles, then I charge monthly. Does that okay. answer your question? Yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. Okay, cool. so it sounds it's uh, lots of very flexible solutions. Yeah, it's, it's very flexible because it needs to fit what the client needs, right? Not everybody's in need of an ongoing um, content partner, so to speak. Some people also just want to get going. Like some people have in-house writers, but they don't have the strategy. So then they'll hire me just for the strategy and they'll take care of the execution themselves. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Now, if you have hired someone in-house and you have to train them, how do you go around doing that? So it's easier, I would say, if you've already done the content creation part yourself once and you know what needs to be done, because then yep. you can basically outline all of the steps that you do um, and create an SOP for them or film everything that you do and create it on video for them. But what I would highly recommend when you're starting with someone new is to not like load everything on them from the get-go, build it up, right? So what I do with my writers is um, when I hire them, I make sure they're good writers because I prefer working with people 
who don't give me a lot of editing work afterwards. Um, so once that's done, I kind of, um, I still do all the keyword research. I create an article outline um, and I just ask them to write the article according to my guidelines. So I have a bunch of guidelines. Those are all in the document. I also have writing guidelines. Um, for example, the way in which I use words, the way in which I use the numbers, everything very detailed so they can always go and check like, okay, how do I approach this? And then yep. once I know that they just write the way I, I want them to write, this doesn't include like any form of optimization. Once I know that they got this, I'll add on other things, right? So I might add on that, um, for example, I use Surfer SEO to optimize content regularly as well. So I might ask them to start using those guidelines on top of what they've just learned. And then when that goes well, I might give them access to one or two of my affiliate programs and ask them to learn how to implement links, affiliate links, for example. Um, this is just for my website, but then for a client, it could be, you know, I create the entire outline, the strategy, I give them the main keyword. And again, we first make sure that they know how to write in the brand's voice, in the client's voice, that they create a sort of content that the client is looking for. And then when we know we're certain that they have that down, we might go a step further and, um, for example, include them more in the process of optimizing the content or ask them to upload the content directly to the client's website. So yeah. basically always increase their tasks a little bit, um, which doesn't make it so overwhelming for them because they don't need to learn a bunch of things all at once. And this also yeah. means that you don't have to check a bunch of things all at once because once the first step is done, you know they've got that covered and then you only need to focus on the second step. That makes a lot of sense as well, yeah. What, uh, I mean, you, you've been in the industry for about eight years now. Mm -hmm. what, what do you feel have changed the most over the years? Like what, what's, what's different of how you do things today versus how you did, yeah, seven, eight um, years ago? I think when I got started, there was content creation, but the idea of content marketing and, and like content marketing and SEO being something that you had to do wasn't as present yet. Like it, it was more, it was an option, right? It was one of the ways that you could market your business. It was one of the ways that SEO was one of the ways that you could promote your content. And I feel like now it's more widely accepted that it's just, it's something that you also have to do. Right. There's very few brands who, who question its importance. So I think in general, that's some, a very big thing that has changed. Um, I've been very active in the travel industry in the last eight, last eight years. And what I've noticed there is because it's such a competitive industry um, that the focus on SEO has gone up tremendously. Yep. There's, there's no more way almost, unless you have built a very, very loyal following through your newsletter and through your social media channels um, to do very well in travel if you don't have proper SEO knowledge. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that makes a ton of sense. And I think that's, yeah. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously we, we work in my outsourcing business, we work with a lot of uh, SEO companies as well in particular. Mm -hmm. And we also have a, a, a media publishing business where we, where we do that. So we, we see something similar as well, for sure. 
So yeah, That's yeah, sad. I think it's 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 grown from, and it also kind of depends on industries. But I think especially in the more competitive industries, it's really grown from a nice must-have to a must-do. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, Sophie, I think that was a lot of very useful knowledge for the audience. I hope so. Uh, definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. So um, before we finish up, if someone is desperate to get hold of you, what's the best way of doing that? Yeah, so through the website, let me write that down for you.com. Um, that would be the best way to contact me. My email address is on there. There's also a contact form on there. So people can just go through the URL, click on the contact button and get in touch. Excellent. And a lot of well-optimized content, I guess. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, the, all the information about everything I do is there. It's very detailed. I think transparency is very important. Um, so if people want to know what I do, as well as what I charge, because I have everything on there, they can just have a look on the website. Perfect, perfect. Yep, that's excellent. I'll add all that to the show notes so people Super. can reach out if they feel like it. And thank you very, very much for sharing all your knowledge. Thanks for having me. I had fun. Excellent. And to the audience, you'll get to listen to us again next week. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.